Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Tony Evans' message about praise. Here's Tony. And so you want a prophetic word. We call that a rhema word. Let me give you a few Greek words here that will help you understand the rhema word. There is the graphe. The graphe is the book. It is, as it sits on your shelf or on your coffee table, it is the written, recorded word of God. That's the graphe. Then there is the logos. The logos is the content and meaning of the graphe. So you could never even open the Bible, but it would still be the Bible because it is the written word of God. But the logos is what it says and what it means by what it says. That's why Jesus Christ, by the way, is called the Logos of God in John 1.1, because he came to explain the Father to us. So it is the content and its meaning. That's the Logos. But then there is the Rhema word. The Rhema word is the specific utterance into your specific situation. You need a Rhema word because you got a real dilemma, a real problem. A Rhema word is not a general word. It's just, it's not even a sermon. Because a sermon can, can be one word for everybody. A rhema word is God's word to you. They're in a dilemma and they need a rhema word, which is a prophetic word. He says, if you'll listen to the prophet. Now, now just because somebody preaches don't mean they're the prophet. They've got to be consistent with the written word and with the living word before it, it can even be considered to be a prophetic word. So if the rhema word is not consistent with the living word and the written word, it in fact is not a rhema word, and that's a false prophet. But he does give his applicational words to specific scenarios to the prophetic voice today. That's why the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, despise not prophecy. I know we're listening to the medical experts, we're listening to our political leaders, but we ought to be listening for a word from God. And the more of those people that you can get to listen for God, the sooner we can get solutions to the dilemmas that we face. Even in your personal life, you want to listen for a prophetic word. It may come through your pastor. It may come through another believer who has the gift. But you want to listen to a word that speaks into your specific reality. After they prayed, God brought a prophet. And then it was time for a praise. Look at how much praise goes on in this chapter without the problem yet being solved. It says in verse 18, they fell down before the Lord and worshiped him. They say in verse 19, they stood up to praise the Lord. They say in verse 21, they sang to the Lord those who praised him in holy attire. It says in verse 22, when they began singing and praising the Lord set an ambush. In other words, praise made the difference. They had a problem, a virus they couldn't fix, an invasion they couldn't overcome. That led to a prayer. The prayer opened the door for a prophet, and then it was time to get your praise on. Let me talk about praise. Praise is accentuating and expressing value to God. You can worship privately. Without saying a word, you can worship. You can worship in your heart. You can worship with your mind. You can worship in silence, but you can't do that with praise. Praise is worship gone public. 
Praise is declaring your stand. That's what the psalmist meant in Psalm 34 when he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt and extol his name together. In other words, he says, get your praise on. When you magnify God, you can't make God bigger, but a magnifying glass doesn't make something bigger. It just shows you in a bigger way what's really there. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. He hangs out in praise when praise is coming from the right heart. Get your praise on even though your problem's not so. Praise God that he's bigger than Corona. Praise God that he's bigger than your private Coronas, however they may show up in your life. Praise him that he's greater than whatever the greatest challenge is in your life. It says, when God heard their praise, he set an ambush for the enemy. In football, when my son Jonathan was a fullback. A fullback's job is to run through the line and open up a hole in one of the gaps for the halfback. That's one of his main jobs. The quarterback receives the ball. The linemen at first are coming after the quarterback because the quarterback has the ball. When the quarterback hands off the ball to the halfback, everybody shifts to go after the halfback now. Jonathan's job was to block them on the shift. You see, because you've shifted the problem to somebody else. You may have the problem right now, but when you get your praise on, you've shifted it over to God. That's why when David was facing Goliath, he says in 1 Samuel 17, verses 26 and 36, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that challenges the armies of the living God? He shifted it over to God. He said, no, you're messing with God now. In other words, he made it a spiritual battle, not just a physical battle with big boy. No, he said, big boy is big, but he ain't that big because I know somebody bigger. When you learn to shift your pain, your problem, your dilemma, your coronas over to God, now you have somebody bigger than the problem you face and the problem that the medical environment faces that's, that's worldwide. It's time to shift that thing over. It's time to give that thing over. The Bible says in your praise, Psalm 50, 50 verse 23 is your deliverance that God will deliver you in your praise. You say, but my problem has not been solved yet. I know your problem hasn't been solved yet. Get your praise on. What am I praising for when my problem hasn't been solved? I'm praising for the God who can solve it. I'm praising that it's not so big that it's bigger than him. I'm praising him for what I've seen him do in the Bible. See, that's why you have to know the word of God, because you need to know what he did yesterday to remind you what he can do today. That's why all through the Bible, it rehearses God delivering uh, from, from Egypt. It rehearses God delivering through the Red Sea. Why? To show them when they ran into their next Pharaoh, when they ran into their next army, when they ran into their next dilemma, that same God can handle it because he's already handled it before. The problem is if you don't have a history with God and you don't haven't seen what he can do, then you won't be as energized to praise him right now because you don't have a history with him. Ah, oh, but throughout the Bible, when folk got their praise on, God did something. If you don't believe me, ask Joshua. When they were walking around the wall of Jericho once a day for seven days, for six days on the seventh day, seven times, and they were letting out a shout. You know what that shout was? That wasn't just noise. That's a shout of praise. 
What were they walking around? A thick problem. A wall that wouldn't fall and an enemy that wouldn't fold. But when they got their praise on, <laughs> cracks started coming and rumbling started taking place. When they got their praise on, things began to collapse. The problem came to an end. If you don't believe that praise works, ask Paul and Silas in jail. They're in, cha they're in chains, they're in jail, but they got their praise on. And when they got their praise on, things started to shake. Things started to rumble and they were delivered. They even did evangelism by leading the Philippian jailer to salvation. You see, when you get your praise on, it causes heaven to move so that earth shakes, so that the rumbling down here occurs because God is moving. Praise is not praise until it's expressed. When's the last time you've gotten your praise on? So in your fast, get your praise on. In your prayer, get your praise on. In your dilemma, celebrate God because he deserves your praise. Magnify, make a big deal about it. Again, Psalm 34 says, my fears looked up to him and they got calm. If you're nervous about Corona, if you're nervous about your economic situation, if you're scared about your job, tell your fears you want them to take a look at somebody else. Because as long as they're looking at you, they're going to control you. But tell your fears that somebody, someplace else I want you to look because there's somebody else that I want you to respond to. So the more fearful you get, the more enclosed you feel, get your praise on. I love in football, when a football player makes a big play, he makes a really big play, and then he walks and he does this, particularly the defense. They'll do that. You know what they're saying to the crowd? Give it up. That means give it up, and that means make some noise. Now, did you see what I just did? Make some noise and celebrate with me. You can't hear what I say, but I want to hear what you have to say. Make some noise because of what you know I have done and can do. You know what they did? They gave it up. They gave up their praise. You will never know God is all you need until you discover God is all you have. Right now, God is all you have. So let's let him know. We know he's all we need because heaven can overrule earth. That was Pastor Tony Evans, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Tony Evans the power of praise. You can also find out more information about him at TonyEvans.org. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless.